0: Judy Carter, and this is a Power of Purpose podcast where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. I'm here with my buddy, Jason. Hey, Jason. How's it going? It's going. It's going. Do you do you ever find that you have your purpose in life? You know what you want. Well, let's say we're talking about our career. hmm Okay, we're talking about our career. And I want to be a stand-up comic, Mm -hmm. right? I got, and I, you know, when um, people, my readers who read the Comedy Bible, Mm -hmm. and by the way, soon coming out, the new Comedy Bible, but they read the Comedy Bible and I have a commitment there in it. And I say, um, when will you stop doing stand-up what do you commit to doing it to mm-hmm. and they all go well i am going to keep doing it until i have two netflix comedy specials oh,
1: okay right
0: i'm going to be doing it until i'm selling out you know stadiums mm-hmm. with my stand-up comedy mm-hmm. and they have very specific things yeah and i always feel a little sad mm. because I know the odds are against them. They're mm-hmm. like, as far as all the people who go and start doing stand-up comedy, the ones who are going to end up the stadium level, mm-hmm. right, are few. Yeah, very few. Mm-hmm. And if and if they are doing the stadium level, it doesn't last that long, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, especially with stand-up comics. Um, so so, when do we know? when to shift our purpose or adapt our purpose mm-hmm. or change our purpose and i know we're kind of confusing purpose and goal here yeah but a lot of times it's the same like i have mm-hmm. a goal that gives me my purpose in mm-hmm. life so let's talk about that when do you quit when do you shift how do you know
1: well the first thing is 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 you know we're talking about a couple different things here you know the, you tie when you say that you have this goal in your head, well sometimes if that's the only way you visualize what your purpose is going to be, that may be the first indicator that something is wrong. If you have this one specific, exact, cannot be changed vision, yeah, you might be leading yourself to a little bit of heartache. Uh now I have no problem with visualization. I have no problem with setting specific goals and writing down and outlining exactly what you want. But sometimes the universe is going to tell you, hey, we may get there, but it's going to be a completely different path than what you thought it was going to be.
0: 100%. You know, if I look at my life right now, Mm -hmm. um, going out and keynote speaking at all these different events, I didn't know this existed mm-hmm. twenty years ago.
1: Yep. When
0: I, you know, if I was that person, I'm going to be doing doing stadiums. Well, getting a big fat check for an hour worth of talking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, making people laugh to a really attentive audience. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, that is so awesome, and be able to travel the world. Um, You know the stadium thing, not so good. I once actually did a gig for eighty five hundred people, and it wasn't a stadium. Would have been better if it was. What it was one of the worst gigs I've ever had because the audience went back forever. It was this room that just went in a convention center, Mm -hmm. so nobody looked at me. They were all looking at their screens. Oh, so. I got on stage and everybody's looking up or away or to the right or to the left. To the big
1: monitors on either side. To the big monitors.
0: And it was one, uh, because we know, we performers, that there's nothing more satisfying than, you know, connecting with that audience Mm -hmm. and having that energy flow and, you know, you put it out and it comes around. And when people watch TV, they're not, um, they don't laugh as much. Yeah. They don't laugh because we're not used to standing in front of the TV and poking someone else and slapping our thighs and mm-hmm. laughing because y- y- it's a detached performance. So I, you know, th- that was like the worst gig, sometimes the best gigs that I, you know, through my whole career, I remember maybe there were 30 people in the audience, but we uh-huh. had a friggin' good time. Yep. So let's talk about how do we adapt our purpose um, or let's just say adapt our goal to our true purpose. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be the way to say it. Yeah,
1: we. I mean, you could put it that way. It, one thing is, is, is you know, as we said before, don't get not getting locked in is one. The other thing too is, if you've ever sat down and said, okay, this is what I want, and let me, you know, as I'm envisioning this in my head, what are some other ways I could see it happening? What are some other ways that it, you know, that I could that I can make it go to, to where I want it to go? And also let me concentrate a little bit more on the feeling of the purpose instead of this very strict objective layout kind of it's gonna be this, it's gonna be this, it's gonna be this. Is
0: uh, what what it's going to look like.
1: Yeah, instead of what it's gonna look like. What's it gonna feel like? What's it, Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. What's it gonna feel like to have a painting in, you know, the Metropolitan Gallery? What's it going to feel like to do a stand-up special on Comedy Central? What's, you know, what are those things going to feel like and start adapting to the feelings? The other thing you could think about as well is on top of the look, the feel, but what are the things that you are going to be able to do? What freedoms, what, you know, what accomplishments, not just for yourself, but things, uh, you know, that you can serve for other people that aren't just specifically detailed. You know, if I was a stand-up comic who had a comedy special on Comedy Central and was working all the time and making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, what could I do with my family? What could I do as a charity, you know, for charity? What could I do? You know, to serve others and man, you know and mankind, all of those things. You start thinking about it far more globally instead of just this one narrow, like through the toilet paper roll view of, oh, this is what it needs to look like.
0: Right, right. To you, know, what was that joke? I can't remember a comic said about you know. I want to be famous, but I guess I should have been more specific. Yeah, was that like? <laughs> I mean, that could end up being Charlie Manson. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. you're famous. Whoops, yeah. should have been more specific. Mm-hmm. So what is it you want to feel like? Well, let's just adapt. Let's just say you are a comic mm-hmm. and uh, you want to have your Netflix specials, you know. Um, and what if you have that and now they're over? Now what? Yeah. Right? Um, I, I like that idea of what does it feel like. So I think this could be adapted. Your purpose could be adapted mm-hmm. is I really want to be fully expressed in my artistry, in mm-hmm. my talent, in my God-given talent. I want to be able to, to really have opportunities to fully express it and be co- compensated for it so I have financial security. Mm-hmm. Now, if we look at that, that opens yourself up to a lot more possibility. Because mm-hmm. um, we just did a, a webinar with... Um, Oh gosh. Um Gary Gary Gannon. Gary Cannon. Yeah. Gary Cannon. Yeah. I keep saying his name wrong. Gary Cannon. Gary was one of my students. Super funny guy. Hmm. Super great at crowd work. Hmm. You know, he knows how to get an audience going. And he was working clubs, Middler. You know, they don't pay very much money anymore in mm-hmm. clubs. Well, not that they ever did. Actually, um, they pay the same amount. Did you know <laughs> yeah. that? It's the same they paid
1: that? in the 70s as they pay now. Yeah,
0: like 50 bucks for opening. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, uh, your own plane fare and, you know, yeah. put yourself up at a hotel. So actually, you're paying. Mm-hmm. And the Middler gets, I don't know, 150 a show that's what i got paid in the uh 80s and 90s mm-hmm. i mean it's really it's really sad so um so let's just say that um gary um ended up getting a job as warm-up on conan mm-hmm. regular gig they yep. do tape a lot of shows <laughs> He's there in the studio. He's there, you know, fully expressed. He gets um, appreciated by Conan. Always mm-hmm. coming up to him, saying nice things. He's working the crowd. Then all of a sudden, that led him to be the go-to warm-up guy. Yep. And now he's um, uh, he did Dancing with the Stars. All these shows have war- need somebody yep. who knows how to warm up. So he's. And I said, well, wouldn't you prefer to be on? Mm -hmm. The Conan O'Brien show? And it was so odd what he said. He said, no. These comics go on, Conan. They do their set. Maybe they come back again. They run out of material. And it doesn't do anything for their career. Mm -hmm. It doesn't move the needle on their career. I have a steady gig (laughs) you know I have financial Mm -hmm. security I have enough money I'm going to be buying a house now you know it's like I'm super happy I'm fully expressed and getting paid so I started to look around and going what are the jobs that you can have if you have the ability to make people laugh Mm -hmm. and I'm did a chart of it for for my book and it's phenomenal mm-hmm. how much selling material to radio hosts, yeah. other stand-up comics. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: well, we found that you had the Comedy Wire guy on a, a while ago. And that, you know, those are people writing jokes and writing stuff for people all over the world through an online portal.
0: You know? Yes. there. I found there are about 500 jobs that you can Jeez. have... Um, besides standing on a stage at a club uh, doing a set. And there's just, first of all, there's so many more places than a club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could be on a cruise ship. Right. You could be uh, doing the condo tour. You could do, I mean, there's so much more. Absolutely. So, so I think we have to be careful about being rigid about the shape or what it'll look like when we're fully on purpose. Mm
1: -hmm. And the other thing too about analyzing the feelings of what this is gonna do is you may write down the feelings that you want and after you look at those feelings, especially if you're someone who starts off and then starts to get just a little bit of success, you may go, wait a minute, the feelings that I was going for for my purpose are nowhere in alignment with the things that are actually happening. So maybe my purpose itself isn't this. Maybe I need to change it a little bit. Maybe I need to adapt it, not just in the goal, but also at the core as well. Because, you know, sometimes you making people laugh may be more important than, you know, you booking gigs and making the booker happy at a comedy club. You know, they those may be two completely different things, and one may you may find doing it, you know, at children's hospitals, and the other, you know, has a completely different feeling doing it at, you know, a comedy club or at the improv.
0: One hundred percent. What is what is the feeling? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have found with a lot of stand-up comics that the feeling that they wanted to have was one of it, it was. A little bit of desperation mm-hmm. and feeling like oh they didn't get enough attention as a child now god damn it people are going to give them attention yeah <laughs> i've got the mic i'm in the spotlight nobody talk you're all yeah. gonna listen to me now finally people <laughs> will listen to me and i found that was com- completely unsuccessful yeah that didn't amount to stuff because The feeling they want was based on a very faulty structure. Yes. You know, so then I found people who um, their humor was more of a giving thing. Mm Mm-hmm you know, about rather than a receiving thing. Mm. You know, it's a difference, I think, between going on stage, I'm going to make people laugh. Let's Mm. just say that purpose in life. I'm going to go around making people do things. You know, that works just as well as I'm going to go on a date and make this woman love me. (laughs) That's not going to work. Yeah, You can't make somebody do anything, Mm. right? So I found that people who go, I really want, I'm, you know, I just spent the week with, um, in Chautauqua, with um, Louis Black. Mm-hmm. And Louis Black has a tremendous need to communicate his thoughts and opinions, mm-hmm. right? To communicate, to connect, to express, mm-hmm. which is very different energy flow wise than um, I need to make people do things. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, even in
1: my own career, I have discovered that things that I've wanted to do where I was like, oh, I just want to make this and write that and create that stuff. I have found it way more rewarding helping other people create their visions and helping other people build their things. And I was like, you know what? What?" The feeling wasn't that it had to be my thing. The feeling that I ended up really liking was that a thing got made with my help and that a thing that I got to contribute to. and. I realized that it didn't need to be my vision in order for it to be rewarding for me. So when I was in you know, high school and college and coming up, it was like, it's got to be my idea. It's got to be my thing, you know, thing like that. And then, you know, after literally taking directing classes and, you know, doing tons of other work and personal creative work and creating my own vision, I found out sometimes I found it just as rewarding and sometimes even more so just being the guy in the background that got all the pieces together so that someone else's thing could, could come to life.
0: A lot of people consider that failure for themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That blows me away because you're not aligned with the feeling then. You know, if like there are so many people who are quote unquote doing the thing that they say they're supposed to do and they're absolutely miserable. In my mind, that's failing. You know, they haven't identified with the thing. They haven't figured out the why. And because the why is bad, everything they do, I don't care how much success they have. I don't care how much money they make. If the why is is wrong, if it's offset, if the purpose isn't aligned with the feelings that they were trying to make happen, you know, there's a million 80s and 90s movies about that. You can, <laughs> right. you can go watch The Weatherman or whatever Where else. are they now? Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, so I, I think, uh, you know, to sort of wrap up and, and and give people, you know, some some thoughts upon it. And, you know, we're not saying that just because you're listening to this now, you're, you know, your purpose needs to be adapted. You might be right on point. You might be doing what you need to do. Um, but a good exercise is pretty much what we said earlier was on top of that vision, You know, make the vision a little bit wider. You know, think about all the different jobs, all the different ways you could do it. You know, you don't have to do these things, but, you know, brainstorm what, a little what, bit.
0: What, I love that. What is the feeling you get? Because so much of my life was driven, I want to be famous. Mm-hmm. And I want to be famous. Why do I want to be famous? Because my mother will be happy. She wanted me to be yeah. famous. And many of us are living out our parents' fantasies mm-hmm. and trying to satisfy our parents, even many of which who are dead now. Yeah. And we're still trying to make them happy. And your point is so great. Is so, your assignment is, know, yeah, what, when you reach your goal, mm-hmm. what is it going to feel like? What, what do you, what feeling are you going for? Mm-hmm. And then look for a multiple, multitude of ways in which you can get that feeling. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening and let's find your message and launch your career.